When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And welcome to the Saturday, November 18th, 2023 Senior Day Edition of the Land Grant Tailgate Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. For the fifth straight year, every Ohio State football game day this season, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest, whether you are watching from your couch, a sports bar, or if you are cheering on the Buckeyes from inside the stadium. Today at 4 p.m. Eastern Time at the Cathedral of College Football, known the world over as Ohio Stadium, the number 2 and 10-0 Ohio State Buckeyes, coached by Ryan Day, will take on the 5-5 Minnesota Golden Gophers under the direction of the greatest boat rower in the history of the world, P.J. Fleck. The game will be broadcast on the Big Ten Network at 4 p.m., where Corey Provis will be on the call with former Michigan tight end Jake Butt providing color commentary and probably smokescreen to defend his incredibly corrupt alma mater and program. And we will have Brooke Fletcher on the sideline reporting. As always, the game can be heard on 97.1 FM in Central Ohio and on dozens of affiliates around the state, where the best in the business to voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels, will be on the call, along with Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary and Matt Andrews on the sideline reporting. BTN's Big Ten Tailgate Show will also be on campus today, coming to you from RPAC Plaza. Host Mike Hall will be joined by Jerry DiNardo, Howard Griffith, and former Ohio State Buckeye Tyvis Powell. The broadcast will kick off at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. The forecast calls for a pretty nice day, especially for mid to late November in Columbus. At kickoff, it'll be 50 degrees under sunny skies, and temperatures will obviously drop as the sun goes down. The game should end somewhere in the lower 40s. 
There is currently not expected to be any real chance of precipitation during the duration of the game, and winds will be 4 to 6 miles per hour coming out of the west-southwest. As always, Ohio Stadium gates will open two hours before kickoff, so at 2 p.m. this afternoon. The doors to St. John Arena will be open four hours prior to kick, or at noon, if you would like to make your way inside that hallowed barn in order to get the best seats possible for the final skull session of the season. The band's festivities get underway at 1.40. Starting at 1 p.m., FanFest will open on the south lawn outside of St. John Arena. The Pride of the Buckeyes, the Ohio State University Marching Band, will enter Ohio Stadium with their always electric ramp entrance at 3.30 p.m. or thereabouts, and will have a pregame script Ohio. As it is senior day, things will probably get going a little bit earlier than normal. Tabittle has not published an official schedule this week. This is the second week in a row. They normally put this out on social media, and for some reason they have not been doing that, which really vexes me when I'm trying to write this script. But... We do know that the best damn band of the land is switching things up a little bit this week. And instead of performing today's halftime show towards the West stands, which is their tradition, they will be facing the East. So if you are sitting on that side of the stadium, remember, don't be cruel and you better not be wearing blue suede shoes, especially this close to the game, because the halftime show will celebrate the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. And as I said, since today is the final home game of the season, it will also serve as senior day. Ohio State will have 21 players walk, including 14 scholarship players. Now, it's important to keep in mind that the coaching staff encourages players to participate in senior day if they have any thought that they might not be returning next year. So there very well could be players that walk today, but are back on the team next season. Obviously, guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. and, and maybe even Emeka Ibuka and Trevion Henderson are likely not coming back next season, but since they are not seniors, nor have they graduated early, they are not eligible to participate in Senior Day festivities. However, the scholarship Buckeyes that are participating are Parker Lewis, Tristan Jebbia, Trey LaRue, Jaden McKenzie, Mayan Williams, Cody Simon, Steel Chambers, Julian Fleming, Lathan Ransom, Josh Proctor, Matt Jones, Xavier Johnson, Cade Stover, and Tommy Eichenberg. This past Tuesday, the Buckeyes were jumped by the two-time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs into the number one spot in the college football playoff rankings. Ohio State now sits at number two. The Bucks remain third in both the AP and coaches' polls. They are now only getting one first-place vote from the media and three from the coaches, both down from last week. Minnesota is not ranked in any of the polls. The Buckeyes are still tied with the cheating cheaters of Ann Arbor at 7-0 in the conference on the top of the Big Ten East. Obviously, the winner of next week's rivalry game will represent the East in the Big Ten championship game. On the other side of the Big Ten, though, Things be cray-cray. Iowa is currently alone at the top of the Big Ten West at 5-2, but Nebraska, Northwestern, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Minnesota are all tied in second at 3-4. So, the Hawkeyes can't be surpassed in the standings, but they can be tied if they lose their last two regular season games against Illinois and Nebraska, which isn't likely, but presumably possible, and then one or more of the other teams currently in second win out. Of course, then the division's championship game representative will be determined by tiebreakers. When DraftKings Sportsbook released its initial odds for today's matchup, Ohio State was favored over the Gophers by 27.5 points, and in a pretty rare turn of events, that's where the spread remains heading into the game. 
The over-under line currently sits at 50 points, which means that the odds makers are projecting a score in the neighborhood of 39 to 11 in favor of the Buckeyes. The OSU money line is negative 4,000, while the Gophers sit at plus 1,600, meaning that if you bet $100 on Minnesota to win straight up and they do pull off the upset, you would profit 1,600 bucks. However, if you want to win $100 by picking the Buckeyes to win, you will have to bet $4,000. It might not be worth the risk to put up $4,000, but it does feel like a pretty safe way to win 100 bucks. We will get an official injury report as mandated by the Big Ten no later than 2 p.m., not that those things are ever super clear or helpful or accurate. But we did learn this week that safety Lathan Ransom will not return at least until the college football playoff should Ohio State make it that far, but his fellow safety Josh Proctor is expected to return this week. It is unclear if starting linebacker Tommy Eichenberg will return after missing last week's contest against the Spartans, or if defensive tackle Mike Hall Jr. will be available after leaving last week's game early and not returning. On offense, it sounds as if backup quarterback Devin Brown is working his way back to playing shape as he was seen doing extra running following practice on Wednesday, despite still having a heavily braced ankle. However, extra running post-practice does not guarantee that he will play. Of course, number three quarterback Tristan Jebbia is also not expected to play, so it could be time for some more sweet, sweet South Dakota action in the second half should things go Ohio State's way early. Also, I will note that with just two regular season games remaining, running back Dallin Hayden, who has only played in two games, should now be able to play without the coaches having to worry about burning his redshirt, which was always silly, but what can you do? So uh, who knows? Maybe they were saving him for down the stretch and potentially as somebody who could be used in the rivalry game next week. As I said earlier, the Gophers come into the game at 5-5 this season. Their wins came over Nebraska, Eastern Michigan, Louisiana, Iowa, and Michigan State. However, they are riding a two-game losing streak, falling to Illinois and Purdue in consecutive contests. If P.J. Flex squad wants to become bowl eligible, they will either need to beat the Buckeyes today or Luke Fickle's Badgers in the season finale. Even if they are not as good as they have occasionally been under Fleck, Minnesota is a pretty decent tune-up for the Buckeyes with the Mitten Men on the schedule for next week. The Gophers are one of three Big Ten squads that have run the ball more than 400 times this season. Their 401 rushing attempts is behind only Penn State's 409 and Nebraska's 408. Minnesota's rushing total is compared to just 249 passing attempts. The team is rushing for 160.4 yards per game, good for fifth in the conference, but their four yards per carry is only ninth in the Big Ten. To put that into some perspective, OSU is running the ball for 4.14 yards per carry, seventh in the league. So if you think Ohio State's rushing game has been inconsistent and not especially productive, they're still better than Minnesota. On defense, the Gophers rank in the bottom third-ish in pretty much all categories in the conference. They are 10th in total defense, rushing defense, and scoring defense, and 9th in passing defense. But one statistical category where they really excel is in time of possession. They average 32 minutes, 16.7 seconds per game, behind only Penn State and Michigan in the Big Ten. Again, some similarities to those felons up north to hopefully give Ohio State an opportunity to try some things out against a running team today. Minnesota quarterback Ethan Kaliak Manis is completing only 52.2% of his passes for 158.2 yards per game. He has thrown 13 touchdowns and 7 INTs. 
Minnesota's best running back this season, Darius Taylor, was injured in the Iowa game on October 21st and has not played since, which has really stalled the offense quite a bit. He was averaging 118 yards per game on 5.7 yards per carry, and while his primary replacement, Jordan Rubin, went off for over 200 yards against Michigan State in his first week as the starter, he's averaged only 82 yards in the two games since. Ohio State and Minnesota have played 53 times dating back to 1921, but the Buckeyes hold a commanding 46-7 lead in the series, including a 12-game winning streak that spans the entirety of the 21st century. The last time that the Gophers beat the Buckeyes was in John Cooper's final season back in 2000 when they came into the shoe and won 29-17, a game that I was unfortunately at. However, since then, OSU has outscored Minnesota 37 to 16, a score that is remarkably close to what many of the odds and analytics are projecting for this game. Okay, after a quick break, we will continue with today's episode by diving into the game's aforementioned advanced analytics, the rest of the day's marquee college football schedule, and my predictions for what will happen in the penultimate game of the Buckeyes regular season. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, let's take a look at the advanced analytics for today's matchup. According to the gold standard college football analytics rating system, SP Plus from ESPN's Bill Connolly, the Buckeyes are the number three team in the country with a number 15 offense and the number three defense. Minnesota is number 50 according to SP Plus with a number 84 offense and the number 32 D. Connolly's model projects Ohio State to win by a score of 36 to 9, which would be a push and an under if you're using SP Plus for betting purposes. Connolly's model gives OSU a 94% win probability. ESPN's Football Power Index, FPI, a completely different analytic system from the worldwide leader than Connolly's SP+, had a huge shakeup after last week 
when the Ann Arbor Muskrats beat Penn State. Ohio State had been number one in the country for most of the season, but they were jumped by those sign-stealing scoundrels from north of the border. The Harboys now have the best chance to win the national title at 21.8%, according to FPI, while OSU is just slightly behind at 20.9%. Minnesota comes in at 61st, and they have zero chance to win the national title. And here's what's weird, though. Even though the Buckeyes trail the Skunk Bears ever so slightly in the chances to win the national title and to make the championship game, not to mention by 14.3 percentage points to win the Big Ten, they actually have better odds to make the playoff in general, which makes absolutely zero sense whatsoever unless FPI is somehow factoring in a postseason ban for their diabolical cheating ring, which I don't think it does, but that is really the only explanation for how you could have that disparity amongst the percentages. Moving on, I put the Buckeyes and Gophers into the analytical model from friends of the show, the College Football Nerds, and it projected a 38.5 to 12 victory for OSU. The model indicated that Ohio State should have a substantively better performance in pretty much all aspects of the game than they are averaging this season, with better rushing production yards per carry of 24%, better rush defense yards per carry allowed by 11%, better pass defense by 35%, and better passing yards per attempt on offense by 40%. Okay, finally, the most fun predictions model that we look at every week, the NCAA Game Simulator, spits out an average score of 34.9 points for the Buckeyes to 9.1 for Minnesota, thanks to 1,211 simulations as of recording time. The simulator shows 8.2% of the simulated contests were decided by less than 5 points, and 1.1% went to overtime. The simulator had Ohio State winning 95.2% of the time, and winning by more than 20 points in 65.2% of the games. Conversely, they had the Gophers winning by more than 20 points in just 0.2% of the over 1,200 simps. Now, before I get into my prediction for the game, I want to run through the rest of the day's major matchups. All times, of course, are Columbus time. There's not much really going on in the early window, but if you want to get some advanced scouting done for next week and you don't have Uncle T footing the bill, you can watch the number three Ann Arbor Ragamuffins take on Maryland on Fox. Then at 2.30 on the Pac-12 network, yeah, never mind, you don't have the Pac-12 network. Uh, at 3.30, number one Georgia will go to Rocky Top to take on number 18 Tennessee on CBS. And while I would normally not give the Vols pretty much any chance to win this one, apparently the queen of all things good and holy Dolly Parton will be on hand to sing Rocky Top. So all bets are off in this one, baby. Then at 7, the Sunflower State battle will take place on FS1 as number 21 Kansas State visits number 25 Kansas. And at 7.30 on ABC, you've got number 5 Washington visiting number 11 Oregon State. Now, if the loser of next week's rivalry game between Ohio State and that team up north wants to have a chance to make the college football playoff, they need one of the undefeated teams to lose this week and probably not Georgia because I think even if Georgia were to lose to Tennessee today and then beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, I think they would still be in. So they need number five Washington or number four Florida State to stumble down the stretch. And with number five Washington taking on Oregon State today, that is probably the best opportunity for this to happen during the regular season. And since DJ Uyunglele is the quarterback for the Beavers, I feel like their family owes the Buckeyes something. His brother Mateo was considered somebody that Ohio State could lean, and his dad was a big Ohio State fan. Of course, he did not end up coming to Ohio State, so I feel like they owe the Buckeyes a little bit of extra help in a college football playoff situation. Okay, back to the Buckeyes. 
I am expecting this to be pretty much the same script as last week's game against Michigan State, just with a slightly better opponent and Ryan Day looking to get guys out even earlier. One week from undisputedly the most important regular season game in Day's tenure at Ohio State, there is no need to worry about style points, and it's just about getting the W and getting out without any additional injuries. I think that we will again see a focus on getting Marvin Harrison Jr. some yards and stats in order to aid his Heisman Trophy chances, but I also think that Day and company will want to try and get Kyle McCord and Emeka Ibuka back into a good rhythm, which they had earlier in the season, but haven't really seen since Ibuka was injured against Notre Dame. I think Trevion Henderson might be the most protected Buckeye today. In fact, I would not be surprised if we don't see him after the first quarter if things go well in those 15 minutes. It would also be nice to see Chip Trainum, Evan Pryor, and Dallin Hayden get some extra work just in case things go wonky in Ann Arbor next week. I hesitate to put any number predictions down on this one just because I don't see the starters playing after halftime, even though obviously Day normally likes to get them deep into the third quarter before taking guys out. However, since this is the part of the show where I make predictions, I do think that they're going to try to get up early and out to a sizable lead and then get guys out. So I do see Marv getting another three touchdowns this week, which will put him in the lead nationally for receivers, assuming they are all through the air. I think Trey will pick one up on the ground on a 25 or more yard carry, and that will be the last time he touches the ball this game. I think Day will get him out after he gets a little bit of work. Ultimately, I think Kyle McCord will throw for over 300 yards, but again, very well might not play in the second half. So I'm going to go Ohio State 41, Minnesota 10. All right, that is all that we have for you today. As always, Land Grant will have you covered before, during, and after the game. I'll be mashing buttons on Twitter during the contest, so please follow and share your thoughts at LandGrant33, your home for all of Land Grant's Ohio State news, analysis, and sarcasm. You can also follow me personally at BWWMatt. And if you are listening to this somewhere and you are not already subscribed to the Land Grant Podcast Network, please make sure that you do so at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your daily dose of audio goodness. We have a ton of stuff planned for Rivalry Week next week, and you do not want to miss it. All right, that's all that we've got. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. And as always, go Bucks.